baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, what's going on? You are listening and watching today talk about gay sex. How's everyone doing? Welcome, welcome. Good evening. To my left here is, I'm Steve Rodriguez, host of Talk About Gay Sex, the audio podcast that comes out every single Tuesday, and we go down and dirty with uh, our own sexcapades. With, with our own sexcapades on the what webpage? On, excuse me? <laughs> uh, what webpage? On every platform. No, 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 but no for the, Oh, what he's talking about is that, so we are a weekly podcast. We come out, we talk about sex, gay sexuality. Um, we do a live one, which you're here today. And we just launched our brand new Patreon page. Patreon. Couldn't which, think of the word. Yes, exactly. And so it's a membership platform which you can get extra perks. So those of you that know our show will know that you're with our Patreon page. You'll support our content, but you'll also get extra perks like our... Special content. Like our dark and dirty... Dark and dirty. After show, (laughs) which we're going to go dark and dirty with our special guest, Bruce Beckham, a little bit later. Yes, we will. And yes, exactly. he's backstage going, what? Exactly. <laughs> and we'll bring him up in a minute. I want to um, let everybody know that our other co-host, Jeremy Ross Lopez, unfortunately is sick today, so he couldn't make it. But my yeah, side... his, his his Botox uh, his Botox kicked in too hard. He can't move his mouth. So, um... <laughs> and he's only twenty what? Twenty seven. But you know, it's a good time to start the Botox. Exactly. Know? Exactly. <laughs> um, no, actually, he got his foot caught in a ceiling fan. So, um, exactly. Think exactly. about it. <laughs> Um, I want to let you know that I just got back from Africa, and as all my friends are sick of hearing about it, <laughs> when I travel, I become, I immerse myself so much that I become, like, obsessed, right? Um, that's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely obsessed. So if you listen to the show, you're going to hear a lot about more, Africa. More but, like possessed, but... <laughs> but I seriously encourage all of you to go. I went on safari. You can... Um, th- in Cape Town, there's so many amazing gay bars. I highly, highly recommend a journey to Africa. Um, but tonight is also, we're doing a giveaway. So if you haven't already gotten raffle tickets, please get them because we are giving away a pair of tickets to next week's Masquerades Ball. We're yes, gonna, yes. We are going to be live on um, all night long at Masquerades Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a benefit for Research Foundation to Cure AIDS. And yes, the idea is to finally... Okay, HIV's been with us a long time. A lot of people used to die from it. Not so much anymore. But we need to get rid of it. Like, enough. Let's, let's end HIV. Here to talk more about Research Foundation to Cure AIDS and Masquerade AIDS Ball is Kambis Shekhtar, the president and founder and uh, PhD scientist. Thank you. Hi, Kambis. Hi. How are you? So we had Kambis on the show um, this summer, right? Where you talked all about your foundation and um, briefly tell us what you did. You in school, you developed a a cure. Would you think? Well, I guess I guess to 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 uh, you know I guess one of the really important things is in in the in the in the space of addressing AIDS, we've made so much progress, but the last chapter has not been written. And I think when when you get great minds and great people together, 
so much as possible. And this, this Halloween, I hope we can capture your imagination about a cure for AIDS. Um, the, science, the science is on the horizon, and we need artists and people and gay guys to you know, jump, jump in. And we're having, we're having a party on Halloween that I'd love to talk about, too. Yes, so yes. the reason um, you can listen to his whole episode, it was really um, awesome. You'll learn more about the work that the foundation is going to do. But next week, it's um, Masquerade's Ball is the official after party for the New York Village uh, Parade, yes? That's right. We actually have Mondo Guerra and Michael Musto doing a $5,000 best costume prize. The, the head of the Halloween Parade asked for a $5,000 best costume prize because that's like a grant for many artists. And our idea is, you know, it was artists who kick, kicked us to care about AIDS in the first place to make society care. And we want to welcome artists once again into into jump-starting a cure for AIDS. So we have, we have an after-party with, with a $5,000 best costume prize. $5,000, amazing. And, and the artists are donating their time. So Artists are donating their donating time. They're donating their time and their talents, um, so they're not being paid anything. Including so. Animatronic from Scissor Sisters. She's going to do Let's Have a Kiki. Uh, Let's one have of a my Kiki. favorites. Yes. We have uh, Joey Arias, Penny Arcade, New York Gay Men's Choir. Wonderful. Uh, so you awesome. can you can buy a ticket. You can get you know if you want to volunteer, talk to me. Um, also, if you want to if you want to bring friends, buy buy a group of tickets. We'll have ball butlers and table serve. You know, um, it's not a sit down dinner, but it's it's we'll have high top tables and it's a party. So so uh, let's have a kiki. Exactly. So and where do they, where do they get tickets? If they don't win tickets tonight, where would they get their tickets? So there's a lot of postcards around with an Eventbrite link. The Eventbrite link is Mass Curates Ball, Mass C U R E A I D S B A L L dot Eventbrite dot com, and uh, yeah, and you can get tickets there, or, or or come talk to me if you're here. Exactly, and we'll be live all night um, next week mm-hmm. uh, and, on, on and, the red carpet. Yes, and for the people who are watching on video. Um, they can go to the website eventbrite.com forward slash right but one thing you know a lot of these galas are for rich people we need donors but this is not one more thing for only rich people we want, we want anyone who cares about curing AIDS to come and whatever ticket price you can afford will make it work maybe you can volunteer a bit but, but we really want to engage everyone into a new fight to cure AIDS. Or if you are not in the New York area and you want to make a donation, I'm sure you can make a donation as yes, well. Yes, please. So, yes, please. <laughs> and, and do you have a website for, for, for your organization as we well? We do. It's, it's, the long version is www.researchfoundationtocureaids.org or more short, www.rftca. Dot org. All right. Excellent. All right. All right. Thank Excellent. you, you guys. Any donations Thanks for... are greatly appreciated, and you're going to help the community. And Thanks thank so. you. And let's end. Let's end it. Enough. Enough. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much, Cambus. Thank we'll, you. Uh, we'll give those tickets away. Thank later. you. Awesome. And awesome. We're going to be in costume that night. We are. Uh, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, we don't know what Jeremy's wearing yet. No, but um, I'm sure something hot and sexy. I know what I'm wearing. and you, Well, I do. And you know what you're wearing, I think. I do, I do. But we'll let you see. Exactly. <laughs> Once again, we are live. If you go on our Facebook page, we're streaming right now live. Hello out there. We want to hear from you. Send us your questions for us, for our special guests. We're on facebook.com forward slash talk about gay sex. And one of our guests that we had on our show, DJ Ted Bishop, who is here tonight. Hello, Ted. He spins here sometimes at Rebar. Um, Came out when he was on our show with a new calendar. Right. And it is this calendar right here. And it's called uh, Title Holders and Tiaras. <laughs> and he's in it. It's 2019 calendar. So you all got to get it. Um, it's and a nice I- desk size, so you can, you can keep it in your cubicle at work. <laughs> so for all of you out there to support this amazing, listen to his episode that he was on. You can go to facebook.com forward slash title holders and tiaras. And I can't wait to see your month. What month are you? 
What month are you? I'm November. November. Okay. Mr. November. Or is it Miss November? Miss no- <laughs> oh, Thanksgiving as in stuffing a turkey. Okay, got it. <laughs> oh, you'll be the turkey. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I also want to give a shout out to my friend Antonio Sedena for his mailroom party. Happens here at Rebar on Saturday, October 27th. Outer Limits Halloween. This Don't coming miss Saturday. That absolutely. Um, but I want to do this new thing that um, you know we've been doing the show now for like over a year. Yes. And yes. Well, we well we've been doing a live show for over a year. Right. Right. And David, if you We're can have me that microphone the right there. So. And, and so I want to hear from you because we kind of think we know a thing or two about <laughs> sex, right? Well, maybe, yeah, just a little bit. A little bit, but so we've got some sex advice for you. So I'm going to go in there and ask a couple of questions. Just like, just um, like Dr. Ruth. Exactly. And I think I talked to this guy over here who's at the bar. What, first of all, what's your name and what drink are you getting? I'm going to judge you. Wait, I'm the only one left. What's your name and what's your drink? Uh, Robert and Tito Seven. Okay, okay, I approve. Um, you told me earlier you had some a question about sex that you wanted some advice on. Um, what is it? So, I met someone this weekend and we had sex, and he's diabetic, so it kind of turned into we had sex and didn't complete it. But he also wants to have a threesome with a really hot friend of his. So, I'm debating, do I continue talking to him because I might want the friend as a threesome, but he's okay too, but I'm not sure what to do. Okay, so you're you're into him, yes? Somewhat. Okay, did you sleep with him? Yes. Oh, so you already got it out of the way, and now it's like you, you've moved on. Like well, I said, but, but it you was didn't halfway. Finish. You it didn't, you didn't completely finish. finish. Oh, due to his diabetes. Yes. Okay. Was right, it due well, to the diabetes, or did you just didn't finish because it wasn't interesting? Talk louder. What was that, Steve? Did you, did you not finish because of his health issues, or because it just the wasn't health interesting? health issues. Okay. So, so, I mean, health issues can happen. Yeah. I mean, I would say, I would say go for it. You know, especially if he wants to do the threesome. That's my, That's what I would do. <laughs> and can you see yourself having sex but, with him again so that you can get to the other guy? <laughs> to get to the other so guy, So you yes. can get to the other guy. All right, it might be worth it. <laughs> Just do it. It's, it's worth a try. Exactly, exactly. It's worth a try. And somebody over here had a question. Tell me what's your name? Hi, my name is Claude. Claude, uh, Hi, Claude. where do you live in the city? Um, I don't live in the city. I live in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay. Well, that's nice. the city. That's part of the city. All right. What's your What's your question? Um, well, my fiance is a trans man, and within the LGBT community in general, most cis men don't find it to be gay to have sex with an actual trans man because they don't see them as actual men. So why is it that most gay men don't see trans men as men because they are men? Well, do you see him sexually? Well, then that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. So, true, sex is true. You don't want everybody to sleep with your man, your person. <laughs> Sex is between you and your partner or partners. If you find them attractive, then that's fine. You know, what other people think about it, they can piss off. Yeah, they can piss off. (laughs) Thank you. No, thank you. And we'll come back with more questions in a little bit. But I'm really excited. you're back on camera now. I'm back on camera, yes. Hi, y'all. So we are live, Talk About Gay Sex, on our Facebook page. Hello out there. Um, You're fielding questions over here, David. Cool. Let us know when we have comments, even if it's we'll shout out to you. So, um, so if you're on Facebook, you're watching us on Facebook, type in the comments if you have a question for us, or if you have something to say. Uh, we'd love to hear from people. All right. So we're really excited today with our very special guest. He is a, um, a porn star and OnlyFans sensation. He just won Best Supporting Actor, y'all, in The Slutty Professor. <laughs> And he won that at the Straight Up Gay Awards. Yep. Just fresh off I the heels it. of that at the Straight Up Gay Awards in Los Angeles. Please welcome Bruce Beckham to our stage. Hello, hello. 
Hello, hello. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Um, all right, so let's just get down to business here. You right. hosted the red carpet at the Straight Up Gay Awards. Correct. Um, the second year in a row? Correct, yeah. They asked me to do it the first year. They had the inaugural year in New York City, uh, the last week of Gay Pride. Uh, the last, uh, yeah, the last week of June during Gay Pride. Um, and then this year they moved to Los Angeles. They had it at the Avalon Theater. There were probably 500 attendees. It was by far the highest in terms of production value of that type of show that I've seen. They Wonderful. do a couple of events like that throughout the year. Um, and to my knowledge, it's also the one that really was very inclusive. A lot of those award shows are uh, sponsored by various companies, um, and it seemed like everyone got behind this one. So a lot of the studios were representative and played a role in it. It was a, it's a really big, really fun event. Almost everyone in the industry came out for it. Nice, nice. So what's it like working the red carpet? I mean, are, are a lot of these, are, is it like a big frat, like you guys know each other, and you're just like, all right, let me just ask this question, or what is it like? Yeah, I mean, you, because I work in the industry, I know, you know, a good handful of the guys. Um, but you don't really see each other that often. Sorry? Sorry, talk a little closer to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. better? Better, better, better. Uh, you don't really see a lot of the guys in the industry apart from online. You don't really see them in person unless you filmed with them recently. So you look forward to seeing each other at these events. Um, most people arrive fashionably late, and we were live streaming. We were live streaming the event, like we are. Yes, I get, I get it. I get so, it. So you know, the seven to seven thirty was fairly sparse, and then everyone came at seven thirty and sort of you know, rushed the rushed the red carpet. Um, and so we didn't get to interview a lot of people that we would have wanted to. Um, which, you know, if you're ever at an event and you want to be interviewed on the red carpet, show up early. Go early. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Show up early. You'll get, we, could, we could have talked for pe to people for 15 minutes and they could have, like, promoted or, or sh uh, thrown out anything they wanted to. So, um, given that it's the Straight Up Gay Porn Awards, uh, you were actually nominated and won. Congratulations. Thank as, you. As an actor... As an actor, he was nominated as an actor, not as best top or best bottom, but as an actor. And, you know, I mean... That's great. There, Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying anyone is any more important in that realm, but personally, I was thrilled to win something that sort of showcased another so, a skill set besides just fucking, you know? Right. I mean, porn is there to watch people have sex, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. I want to see a big cock in a movie. I want to see a great ass in the movie. I want to see two guys that look like they're having a lot of fun. Um... But there's a lot of that, too. And as a performer, some of the fun comes from playing a ridiculous character like the slutty professor and just doing something outside of the norm. So that part of it was cool. Were you the professor? No. Okay. So so it was, you know, a take on the nutty professor. There was I, a... Uh, I, love the, a I love the gay titles. So yeah. Just the, yeah, just the yeah. ever so slightly different. And that's a good one, too. Uh, that's a great one. The yeah, slutty I mean, we, professor. I've uh, game with friends of mine. We try to think of the most ridiculous movie title that's a porn. Uh, the best so far has been Terms of Enrearment. <laughs> <laughs> love it, yeah. love it. That's good. So yeah, Ace Era was a nerdy professor who didn't have any self-confidence and he mixed up a potion and became a slut. And then in the end, he found out that his prized student that he had a crush on actually liked the nerdier version of him. And then I played a competing professor who was kind of a douche and super arrogant and could fuck any student he wanted to. And I knew that Ace had his eye on the one kid, so I fucked him spitefully just to... And Ace walks in on us. And uh -huh. I did it just to like rub it in his face that I could. Nice. So it was an evil role. Yeah, I mean, it was really outside of my wheelhouse. I've never done anything like that before. No, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was like, yeah, just like, you know, I was the villain of the movie, if you yeah. like that. We should awesome. know, oh, sorry. We should note that this film was directed by Mr. Pam. Mr. Pam and Shishi LaRue. It was a project that they worked oh, on together. Yeah. Cool. Mr. Pam um, has been quoted as saying it was actually funny that um, she met you on the red carpet, I guess, last year. Correct. And she thought you were very charming. And so to be able to direct you yeah. a year later, I guess. Yeah, it was close to a year later. And again, Pam and I also did the red carpet this year. At this year. I'm hoping it parlays into us doing it every year because it was a lot of fun. But yeah, she was great to work for, and um, she's so prolific in the industry. She and she, she called yeah. me to be part of this, and I knew it was going to be one of their big tentpole projects for the year, so I jumped at the opportunity for sure. Nice, awesome. and pe people should know that Mr. Pam is actually a woman yeah. and a leading leader in the industry. We love her. Right. Yeah, she's been in the industry forever, and she's, you know, and her she name is as well. Both she's of them, been yeah. around a long time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, yeah and they're both fantastic. Yeah. 
great, great stuff from both of them. Cool. So one thing that's really interesting about you is that you started your porn career in 2004? Yeah, like 2004, 2005. Uh, I had always thought that porn was really sexy, um, but I'd been in a relationship at the time, and I didn't think it would be fair to a boyfriend to start getting paid to have sex with other people. That could be a problem. So... uh, then when we broke up, I was single. I found myself in L.A. A lot of porn was produced there at the time. Right. I had a couple friends that were doing it, and I thought, okay, now or never. So, yeah, I did some work for Blue Blake, and then eventually started working for Michael Lucas for the term of a contract. And what's interesting is that you did porn and then left it, only to come back to it in 2016? Yeah, I started doing films again in 2016. I'd been working in my current career, really started getting burnt out on it. And as I was looking around for other work, I coincidentally met two guys, one of whom I had grown up with, had no idea that he was a huge name in porn. And I thought, you know, I'm looking to supplement my income. Pandora's box is already open. I'm already nude on the internet everywhere. And I had... I'd been working out a lot, getting revenge body from a breakup, so I thought... <laughs> revenge body. Okay, it, seems like, it seems like breakups have precluded all of my forays into porn. Um, but uh, I thought, you know, this is a good way to supplement my income while I figured out what was next. And then it dawned on me, I could do it for a career for a while, and it's been great. I love it. I love awesome. it. So, again, we are live on our Facebook page. Bring your questions for Bruce. Or if any of you guys have questions, let me know. We will get to it. Um, yes, we will. What's it like coming back to porn after, you know, with social media? And Because I'm assuming it wasn't around when you were... Yeah, that's... I mean, I'm asked that question all the time. How does How is the industry different then versus now? And it's absolutely the advent of social media. Studios were behind the promotion in the earlier days in my in my first leg of this uh, and now it's almost I mean the studios do promote but as a performer you have direct interaction with fans um, Facebook Twitter Instagram it's all a way to reach out and get them super interested in projects uh, I tend to do it a lot I know there's other performers that tend to do it a lot but yeah you get immediate feedback you know um, oh it's yeah it's not, immediate I mean for better or for worse uh, right I've had some really positive experiences for the most part on social media. There's a few women around the, the, the country who are fans of gay porn, and they're always really sweet and really nice. You'd be surprised. There's a there's a good handful really? of, of straight women that are fans of gay porn. Oh, oh definitely. And they're some of the definitely. nicest, friendliest, most positive yeah. individuals that are interacting. Um, nice. Not to say at all that the, the gay fans aren't as supportive as well, but... You know, there's sort of a, um, I don't know, maybe something maternal kicks in. They're just really nice and caring and, like, almost, you know, protective. It's 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 really, it's sweet, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I know there are a lot of women who, who prefer to watch gay porn. There are some straight men who won't admit it that like to watch gay porn with their with their Yeah, I don't blame them. Whatever. I mean, who doesn't like gay porn, right? Well, I mean, <laughs> gay men know how to have sex, so... <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, to answer your previous question, that's the that's the biggest difference. I mean, the way porn is produced and how it's marketed and the actual physical product itself has totally changed. I mean, we're not selling VHS tapes. We're not selling DVDs anymore. Right. No, it's all Content online. Content is online. Downloads. It's subscription-based. Right. It's, you know, often per scene that you can buy content. Um, you have a lot of amateur content being produced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't say that negatively at all. There's some great well, amateur stuff is very being popular, done. Yeah. Well, yes. we should talk about your OnlyFans page, right? Which is probably empowering, I'm sure, because you get to do yeah, your own content. You can control the content. Um, you know, I have to say, producing slick studio porn takes a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to, to produce content for OnlyFans, almost all the guys that I know in the industry have an OnlyFans page. And so if they're in town, we tend to touch base with each other. Hey, do you want us to shoot some stuff for OnlyFans? We set up a couple cameras and then we just fuck pretty organically. And yeah, nice. It's it's hot. Uh, and um, I've always I, I've been surprised at some of the guys that wanted to shoot scenes with me, guys that I've had little crushes on. But yeah, my OnlyFans. I try to keep the subscription rate low. It's um, OnlyFans.com backslash Bruce Beckham triple X and. Um, as I go into the winter months, it's sort of cyclical for me. I'll produce more content during the winter, right. and then I end up shooting for more studios during the warmer months. So, now, are you based here? Or are you based in in LA? I moved back to New York City a year and a half ago. Prior okay. to that, um, 
for the past decade so, so I was yeah, in LA. During, during the cold months, you have more of an opportunity to yeah. do some indoor work. <laughs> Don't we all? Yes. yes. yes there's, exactly. there's, uh, I mean, you know, it's cuffing season, so people want to, you know, exactly. cuddle up with somebody. Yes. Once again, we are live on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash talk about gay sex. And we have a question from Scott who says, um, so Bruce, have you ever done a movie or a scene now that you regret doing? I would not use the word regret at all, no. I mean, you know, the, the way these scenes are set up, you know ahead of time who you're going to be working with, what the sexual positions are going to be. Uh, I've not worked with anyone who's had a particularly bad reputation. I've heard, you know, guys have shot scenes with someone and then that individual goes on and says something crazy on Twitter. And so they've said, God, if I, if I knew who, who, what he was like, I wouldn't have done it. Um, no, I've, I haven't regretted a single scene that I've seen. Most of the guys are That's all great. really nice and really professional. I mean, I, I was reading somewhere that um, you're like one of the nicest guys on the set. Um, everybody likes to be around you. You, you, cook, you, you're a chef too, or you cook and yeah. you cook for people, or yeah, you clean I went to up. Culinary school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I worked for Titan, um, they their style is they own five homes in Palm Springs, these gorgeous mid-century modern homes, and they put the whole cast and crew up in one, one if not two of the homes, and then we all have family dinner every night, and usually the VP of the company would cook, but because I know how to cook, and a few other guys did, occasionally they'd take a turn some of the evenings. And That's great. Like, it was fun. It was, awesome. we used to refer did to you cook naked? <laughs> that, no, there's. I mean, uh, we had the naked chef on here. Yeah, I would, that would be. I, 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 I've seen his stuff, and I always think like, what happens if something splatters and he gets burnt? You know, you like, just have to be very careful to protect what's going on. I think there. he protects that with like. Well, he does wear. He does wear a, 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 yeah, an, a, a I mean, very tiny little apron. And right? I'm notoriously clumsy, so I, <laughs> the risk of injury is much oh, yeah, much higher. I'd be a mess. I'd yeah. be a total hot mess, right? Um, Fun. Exactly. You're also friends with somebody that we had um, on the show, Boomer Banks. He was on our live show. Yeah. He was yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, he's one of the guys in the industry that I think really gets that you need to self-promote in order to have a career that has longevity and, and that you can use it as a way to parlay it into what the entirety of your interests are. I mean, he has a fashion line. He's always popping up in music videos. He's, he's got he's, he's got everything going. He, he knows got, the yeah. hustle. That kid more... Kid, he's not a kid. He's a grown man. He, he, he knows how to work it. He, he knows, knows the hustle more than he, anyone else. He knows else. how to work it and he finds the opportunity and yeah. he just takes it. You know, yeah. it's, it's great that way. Yeah, and, and, and personally, I know him and I've never... He's, he's stayed with me before he's a really great guy. Yeah, he's he's very guy. sincere. Yeah, absolutely. There's no, there's no, you know, facade with him at all. He's very, he's very open and honest. And what you see is what you get. Yeah. So, so you have a beautiful dick. So, <laughs> um, are you? <laughs> I mean, can you see it? No. Yeah. You can go oh, yes. on his OnlyFans.com yes. backslash Bruce Beckham triple X. <laughs> Bruce is also actually y'all giving away a month or so at three months to my OnlyFans subscription. Yes. Check okay. What kinds of stuff can we? Oh, my question was: um, Will you have a mold ever made of it, or do you have a mold of your? I do not have a mold. Uh, Ex-boyfriend got me a mold your own one year for Christmas. Yeah. I never used it. What is it called? A mold? Yeah, it's like a little kit that they sell. Yeah, I think you can buy it at one of the various yeah. you know sex shops in the area. Yeah, it's like a plastic tube, and you get hard. You stick your dick in, it and then you fill it with some compound, let it harden, and then you pour like a pink latex into it. Right. Um, the the flesh jack versions, the ones that they produce for you know uh, right. consumers it's much more specific than that but you, you mean you get the gist there's no flesh check of me that I've never made a mold um no blow up doll no blow up doll uh okay, no, the, the I like blow to, up dolls are not they're, they're not true to, true to form <laughs> no we want the real thing <laughs> yeah I mean, and, I mean that's, that's, all, that's always an option so you know Nice. Okay, what kinds of things can people expect to see on your OnlyFans solo with partners? Um, I try to keep it all to things that I would organically want to do in person. So there's a bunch of stuff of me like jerking off in the the like bathroom stall at the gym. That's totally a fantasy I of love mine. Those videos. Like uh, the idea of okay, so one of the hottest things to me is that you're at a urinal. And then some guy starts playing you the show, show you his dick game, uh, which actually happened to me at my gym here. I won't say which one. Uh, I didn't want to get kicked out of there. Everyone like, probably you know, knows which one. He gave one, me the so. wink and the nudge, and we went into the stall, and 
and then I realized like other people were coming in, and then I got you know, then I got nervous. But there's a lot of like me playing with my dick in the bathroom stall. I've done stuff with Austin Wilde. I've done stuff with Ian Green. I've done stuff with Jay Alexander. Um, I've I've uh, sucked a few strangers' dicks that are off camera. It's just a sort of random dick in front of me. Oh, it was um, you. Okay, got it. Oh, got wait it. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. Oh, that was you. Exactly. Um, <laughs> bring your questions again on facebook.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Anybody in here have a question for our... Do you have a question? You were... Not yet. I mean, okay, let me know. You're, you're and you, you can in. ask me anything. There's like a 99% chance I'll answer it. Exactly. 99% chance he'll answer. You can ask him anything. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, what, more questions about what was this? Um, so, what's what's the pressure to keep, like, um, in the game kind of thing? Like, um, it, I mean, pers- personally, I always want to feel a certain way inside of my body. Um, but I also think it's important to have balance. You know, like I went to I went to Europe a month ago, and I ate whatever I wanted to for the week I was there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the camera is not super forgiving. Um, on the flip side, and I hate to use this as something to lean into, but you know, as I get older, that whole like I was nominated for for two awards this year. The other one was best daddy. I'd never consider best myself. Daddy. Yeah, I'd never consider myself to be the daddy type either, but. I mean, if you look at some of the guys that are doing adult film right now, it could be argued. So, so it's shifting younger is yeah. what you're saying. Okay. So, like, you know, as I, as I grow into that demographic, you know, I mean, I could have a different body aesthetic. Um, I just want to... What I'm learning the more I'm in this industry is the truer that I am to myself, the more organic and believable every performance comes across, you know? Like, I mean, it's a silly example, but... A studio likes me to have my hair short all the time. I prefer to have my hair a little bit longer. So the longer I do this, I think, all right, I'm going to wear my hair a little longer. And if they want to book me, great. And if they don't, that's okay, too. Yeah. Would this be too long? <laughs> um, I, I, listen, I feel like I've got enough hair I could probably... Yeah. Do, so, I mean, who knows? <laughs> Maybe that's 2019's look. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. So we talked a little bit earlier before the show. You were talking a little bit about the, the uh, I think it was the Adonis effect. Was it, was it called? Yeah, so there's a documentary called The Adonis Effect, and it basically, uh, it was shot in Los Angeles a few years ago. It's really short. If you've never seen it, I recommend it. Um, it specifically talks about young gay men who are told as they're raised that who they are is wrong, and then they move to a metropolitan area where being a young, good-looking gay guy is celebrated, and that is their value, that is their mm-hmm. currency, that's what, they, that's what they have to offer, so that becomes their identity, which is fine for a young kid, anything that can get a young, kid, young gay kid to believe, oh, no, 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 I have worth, I'm not a piece of shit, I'm not wrong, right. is great, but hopefully as you age, you develop some more self-awareness, a better idea of who you are, and yourself, different, your, different roots of things. Yeah, your self-worth yeah. becomes dependent on, on, a, on a lot of things, and not just people want to fuck me, and some of the guys in the documentary leaned too hard into I'm attractive, therefore I'm valuable and as they aged they no longer presented a certain way and so they weren't responded to a certain way Um, some figured out how to self-identify so that they they knew who they were and it didn't matter if somebody wanted to fuck them or not they still loved themselves and a few, unfortunately, did not, and it was sort of they, sad. They to never see make that, that transition yeah. into past the physical beauty. And, yeah, I yeah. mean, I think you know, as as, as uh, and I mean, I'll admit it. Uh, I have some stuff about the way that I look that are genetic, and I have some stuff about the way that I look that uh, are the results of work and diet and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, attraction is powerful. If you see two people on the street and one not-so-looking person asks you for a dollar, but then you see some guy you think is hot and he asks you for a dollar, you might be more inclined to give that guy the dollar. Oh, no, that's, so, that's, you know, Psychology 101 is that attraction is a powerful tool. Psychology and so, physicality. You know, yeah, I'm not going to say that doors weren't open for me because people thought that I looked a certain way that they liked, um, but that won't always be the case. You right. know, one of the reasons I try to compose myself as not an asshole is is because I think it's important to 
who you are is just as important as how you look, if not way more important, you know? Right. And I'd rather have people remember me as, okay, maybe my maybe I don't have 3% body fat, but I'm was nice. I said hello. I looked you in the eye. I asked you how your day was. I said goodbye. Um, if you yeah. were in a room with a group of people, I didn't look past you to the guy that I thought was hot, but I said right. hello to you too. All this stuff is important. You know? Absolutely. It's Absolutely. recognizing the dignity in everyone regardless of whether you want to sleep with them or not. Yeah. Nice, Absolutely. nice. Again, we're live again. Um, uh, hello, Frank out there. Um, George, let me just get to the question. Um, Ronnie Christopher, hello. You know oh, Ronnie yeah. Christopher. Uh-huh. Uh, we're at Rebar, Ronnie. Um, and I Where think are he's, you? Uh, he used to live here. Uh, let's see. Okay, here's a question from Jonathan. It says, how or when do you separate your personal life from your business life when being consistently intimate with others? Good question. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't proactively seek out dating uh, while I'm doing what I do now. Uh, when I started in the industry again in 2016, I had this idea that I either wouldn't date or that I might exclusively date other people in the industry because at least they would have an understanding of what we do, why we do it, right. and what it really means to us in terms of an intimate level. Um, you don't have that instant jealousy that, you know... That or, yeah, happen. I mean, or maybe they're fine with it at first, but then as they really start processing it, it becomes uncomfortable to them. Um, I have dated in the past couple years. My experience has been um, that it's a difficult thing for people to wrap their heads around, you know? Right. Um, I did have a sort of mentor figure that I talked to when I first was thinking about getting back in the industry again. And he said, you know, ultimately, Bruce, someone that's the right fit for you isn't going to have a huge moral crisis over the fact that you either do this or have done it. Exactly. Um, just personality-wise. It doesn't mean that their exactly. their moral code would be more similar, you know? Personally, um, like, there's certain things that I won't do um, unless I'm with a partner or getting paid to do it in a scene. Right. Like bottoming, for example, you know? I like it, I enjoy it, but since what I do for work involves intimacy and physicality, I'm, I don't tend to hook up a lot, and if I do, I don't do that. Because at least it's yeah. nice to have something that you save for someone that is special. Right. So you won't bottom on camera, is what you're no, saying? No, I do bottom, well, on, do camera. bottom on camera. No, yeah. what I'm saying is like, I don't hook up a lot. You know, I have a friend who, um, he, <laughs> he's younger, he does hook up a lot. But he won't hold hands with anyone. And he saves holding hands for his boyfriend. The truly really intimate yeah, people. Yeah, which I never, yeah. never thought of choosing that specifically. Interesting. But so that, that sort of rule of thumb, it may not be holding hands, but it's, there are things that I like to reserve that are only done in those instances. I think I read somewhere that before you got into porn, you had a big crush on Matthew Rush, the porn star, and then yeah. you got to meet him, and you did date. Yeah, I mean, that was the first foray into porn. I was actually, I used to live in New York prior to as well. I worked at Food Bar across the street. Matthew Rush came into Food Bar once, and I lost my mind. And my coworkers were like, what are you talking about? I was like, you guys, that's Matthew Rush. And they were like, yeah, huh? Um, I was like, you know, completely fangirling out over this guy. Uh, and then maybe two years later, I was in the industry, bartending in LA. He came to my bar. I jokingly said, oh, I have a crush on you. He said, oh, I have a crush on you. I thought he was kidding. And then he asked me out, and we dated for like, like a month. Nice, yeah, nice. Nice guy. Um, like at the height of his career at the time. I love awesome. it. I love it. Do we have any questions here? I have one question over here. Hold on. And he leaves us on stage. Oh, by our hello, <laughs> DJ Ted Bishop. Um, we love your calendar, so we'll get it. Um, what's your question? My question is, um, as a porn actor, is there any kind of porn, any sort of fetish that you have really wanted to play out in porn that you haven't yet? It's an hour show. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking that's a no because he's not finding anything. Yeah, I can't can't think of anything that I've wanted to do that I haven't done. There are guys that I've wanted to work with. Some of them I have. Some of them we've already had the conversation about let's try to make this happen. Um, I won't say who because there's probably some stuff happening in 2019, people that I'm going to work for that I wanted to. Um, And it's always something you can put on your own. Yeah, in terms of specific, right, in terms of specific fetish, 
Um, I, I'd love to do that bathroom thing I just talked about with somebody in fucking a bathroom stall. Like that whole pick up a stranger in the gym locker room, you might get caught, you might not. Like that's super hot to me. They tend to always make me a policeman in, in scenes. I've done like five scenes as a policeman. I keep getting that one, which isn't really my thing. Like my uncle was a police officer, and for me, I just think of my uncle every time I'm doing it. Which is not, that doesn't work. Which is not great. That doesn't work. Um, but I'd love to do that like gym locker room thing for sure. <clears throat> Love it. Somebody else. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Thank you, DJ Ted Bishop. Get his calendar. Um, what's your name? And where do you live? Manaudi, Jersey City. Love it. Shout out to Jersey City. What's your question for Bruce? Uh, how do you feel about chem sex in the industry? I, I didn't hear the question. How do you feel about chem sex in the industry? What kind of sex? Chem, chem sex. Chem sex. Yeah. Like sex on crystal meth? Yeah, yes. maybe you should. Yeah. yeah, how do you feel about that, Bruce? So, <laughs> I, I don't even like the term chem friendly or chem sex. I, my opinion, it's just my opinion, that there's a lot of toxic behaviors around prolific drug use that are sort of ignored in the current in some current environments it's a to me it's a very the emperor has no clothes sort of yeah. idea that like there's a lot of people doing a lot of drugs and they've you know one of my best friends in Los Angeles likes to do a lot of drugs and he just talks now about the regularity at which he will o slightly overdose and none of us and they all take turns overdosing and taking care of each other so when you use terms in my opinion like chem sex or chem friendly it's sort of or even partying do you party it paints like you know you're, you're playing word games to describe something that you would never speak of in a more truthful context like do you use crystal methamphetamine for days on end and perhaps make choices that you might not normally make in a rational mind so I have a strong opinion about it I don't think it's good for your spirit to behave that way uh, you're, you're sober too yes yeah so. I'm sober I don't drink or do drugs so obviously that's influencing my opinion I've never done crystal meth I never had a problem with it uh, it's something that I look at and I'm saddened by it because I know and I've lost friends who decided that doing crystal meth was more important than being friends with me um, I, think we all, I think we all have we've all known people who have just kind of sunk into that yeah you know, there was a point with, with a friend in particular where he didn't even want to hear the suggestion that it might not be the best option right and you know it's 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 the symptom of a bigger problem. You know, I'm not in the mental health field. I'm not an addiction specialist. I don't want to come across like I have the answer to all of it. But my observation has been that a lot of the people that I've personally known who engaged in that sort of behavior were really unhappy about stuff that they'd, that they'd personally told me. And this was just the way that they felt better. It doesn't end well, no. Um, we have a really good, for... Um the person that asked the question, a really good episode on chem sex and an author that wrote about his decline over a year, and but he's turned it around and it's really good. So listen yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, yes, did you yeah. have any more questions for dear guests? Um, well, just, just real <laughs> quick. So, so as you know, the the industry tends to be more bareback. Um, what are your thoughts on that? You know, it's interesting. When I, the first go round, when I was doing porn before, no one would do bareback, and they were on record as saying our studio will never do bareback. Mm -hmm. um, with the advent of prep, obviously right. the risk of HIV transmission has significantly, but not totally lessened. Not totally, but um, significantly so, lessened. So you yes. know, there's not that specter. So condoms aren't being used as much, and to many people, condoms represent a period of time that was fearful where you, a condom was just that thing that protected you from dying. So, you know, I know, right. I know um, uh, Boomer has, uh, we were speaking about him before, he has a line of, of scenes that he's, that he produces, and the first one is condomless versus bareback or raw, just right. to sort of give it a more innocuous tone. Um, I think it's great that something like PrEP exists. I saw the, the second go of Angels in America, yeah. um, which dealt specifically of the AIDS crisis in the 80s and the, yes. and the Reagan era ignoring it. And seeing that play for the first time mm -hmm. uh, recently, 
it didn't have as much gravitas because we know that there's prep and we know that there's, um, you know, um, there's, I uh, can't think of the right term, but drugs that people who are HIV positive um, are living longer, healthier lives You're on. You're not necessarily going to die. It's not necessarily that sentence. But good to know our history, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I celebrate the idea that a lot of guys can have sex without condoms and their risk of HIV transmission has kept a whole generation of gay brothers alive yes. because one was definitively wiped out. Yes. Um, and I am from that era where I if did that's, a lot of if that's, Yeah, if that's it's, it's your bag different. and that's yeah. hot to you, fucking celebrate that because it's another way of saying I can I can express my sexuality and I don't have to worry about dying. Mm-hmm. Bruce, we have another question over here. Who are you and where are you from? Yeah, my name is George. I'm from New York. And just as looping back into the chemsex, do you consider poppers drugs? Not really. Okay. Not really. No, I mean... I, I, Good question. I mean, do, do they affect your... And, and no more than I, than I consider caffeine or cigarettes drugs, you know? Okay. You, we, had a, we had another... But again, I'm not the de- definitive answer on what is or what is not a drug. No, these are your opinions. We, yeah. get, we understand it's, it's your opinion. Were yeah. you, Carpenter, on the show where we did popper training? That whole I was not on that, that show, no. Check out our audio show. But, but I know lots of friends who Hi. enjoyed that show. We have another question over here. Who are you and where are you from? Uh, my name is Chris. I'm from California originally. My question is, what advice would you give to someone who is wanting to get into the porn industry? And what sort of things would you give them that you would have wanted to hear when you were first starting? Are you trying to come? No, 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 okay. for me. Not for me, but just yeah. in general. Okay, so the, cool. the, it's sort of a two-part question. Um, I get asked that question a lot, how do I get into the porn industry? And the first question I always ask is, why do you want to get into the porn industry? Because sometimes those answers in and of themselves reveal that it's not something they should do. I, I know guys that say, I want to get into the industry because I want to be famous. Well, it's a very high probability that doing some porn isn't going to make you famous. Um, and in this, you know, this era of, of inst- being insta-famous, um, best supporting actor here. Well, I mean, I'm an anomaly, and it's not because I'm so much better, so much greater. I just have had longevity in this, and I have a particular skill set that translates well. I have friends that kind of joke about it, some of my best friends, and I say, you could never do this, just because it's not part of who they are. Um, I mean, the first reason is, why do you want to do porn? If it's because you want to be famous, that's not the right answer. If it's because you think you're going to make a lot of money, that's not the right answer. I did have a kid explain that he's really just, sex is important to him as a communication means. He gets off on other people watching him. There are areas of his sexuality he wants to explore and he really wants to do it on camera. For him, I'd say great, you know? In that case, find studios that have models that look like you and write them and say, I'm interested in being a model. Almost all studios have an online application. Oh, yeah. Go fill it out, send them pictures of you. But again, I recommend go to the studios that have models that look like you. I, I kind of think anybody can do porn. You just have to oh, know. There's hope. And lit- <laughs> literally, literally anyone can do porn. You just have to know what your niche is. But is there a shelf life? There's a shelf life for me. There's a shelf life for everybody. Yeah, I mean, or... Or not. I mean, who knows, you know? What would you tell your former, since you were in porn, you left porn, you came back to porn? You don't have a picture of me as a small child to hold up and say, what would you <laughs> what tell? Would you t- <laughs> what would well, you tell actually, now that you mention it, no. <laughs> when you're like, looking at those you fucking VHS, imagine if you did? <laughs> were they VHS back then, or, or did they uh, move on they to were, uh They were black and white. Black yeah. and white. They were <laughs> cave, silent cave film. drawings. Silent film. They were cave drawings. Um, uh, I... I didn't even leap into it then. I The first time I did it, I had a friend literally say to me, if you do this, know that at some point a blow-up of your asshole will be on the on a, on a centerfold somewhere of a magazine, because they were doing magazines then. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then I thought, that wouldn't so bother me. What? And the first scene that I did, I was very comfortable on set. I wasn't self-conscious about being naked. When it came out, I didn't... But I never wanted to be a school teacher. I never wanted to be a politician. I never envisioned a career. And again, 
that's changing too. You know, Stormy Daniels is influencing a whole mindset. It used to be when I first started, oh, that guy's a porn star. In the same way that people used to say, oh, that that guy's a drag queen. And now drag queens are being celebrated because of drag race. And porn stars are more mainstream because everybody has a webcam at home. And, you know, guys in the middle of Texas that don't have two dimes to rub together are now making a lot of money jacking off. Being a drag queen or a porn star is not a taboo issue anymore. Just as being gay is not taboo anymore. Less so, well, depending maybe, on maybe your environment. Maybe in the square states, but yeah, um, right. Yeah. I mean, so you know, if it's something that is part of you expressing who you are, and you've got something viable to make a buck up, why not? You know, right? Just do it on your phone first, test it out, yeah. see how you, right? Or realize that I mean, you, you may have already done porn because everybody gets shit leaked. Right, right. Yes. You probably already have porn on your phone yeah. of you. Yeah. <laughs> Most we, people. We are winding down. Again, we are live. Facebook.com forward slash talk about gay sex. We'll take a few, a couple, one more, two more questions if anybody has them. David, are we good over here? Okay, good. Anybody else have questions? Let me know. But how can people follow you? So uh, Instagram is Bruce Alanius. Uh, and yeah. Uh, and there's always a link to it on my Twitter, which is Bruce Beckham Triple X. That's the best way to track me down and find out what I'm up to. But also okay. my OnlyFans, if you want to see me jerking off, I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, it's uh, OnlyFans.com. <laughs> if you really want to see Bruce. Backslash Bruce Beckham Triple X. And there's a link to it on my Twitter page as well. Nice, nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for yeah. doing this. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on the award. Thank you. Follow him. And thank you, Rebar. Yeah, thank, thank you, Rebar, Rebar and Chelsea, for hosting us. They've got the nicest dressing rooms here. They, do they? Yeah, there's three of them in the back. Each one has its own toilet. Yeah. yeah, let's okay. do that. Yeah. Um, we <laughs> we're going to take a break. Yeah, we're going to take a break. We will um, give this award away to someone here in the audience. Bruce, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you. Follow thank you. him. We, um, you can follow our show, um, Talk About Gay Sex, on all um, podcast platforms. Also, we, they should go to our... Go to our Patreon page. Patreon page, you will get some additional content that you do not see anywhere else. Thank you, and thank you, David, my producer on my left over there. Um, in the meantime, Jeremy, we miss you. We'll, see, we'll be on the red carpet or doing um, live feed yep. next Wednesday for Halloween, Masquerades Ball. Be sure We're going to link up to that, so be sure and go to that. And um, in the meantime, continue. And our first, our first guest. And thank you, Kembis. Yep. Thank you. In the meantime, continue having hot, hot gay, gay sex. sex. Thank you. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard, so swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.